KPMJ HD, Millville, Atlantic City. This is the Sports Bash with Mike Gill on 97.3 ESPN. Now, live inside the Matt Black Kia Studios, here's Mike Gill. Hour two of the Bash, Mike and Broads at Mike Hill Show at Broads 81. So yesterday we did our uh, top five at five, five outdoor games, which, of course, uh, right off the bat, I was like, we got to get some of these outdoor games for this weekend. It's supposed to be nice weather. I got to go get bocce ball set up in my backyard. What about spike ball? You know, I wanted to ask you, like, can you bring the Can Jam game? Do you have it? Uh, Yeah, I think it's somewhere in, in the garage. Yeah. Like, would you be able to bring Can Jam down? Oh, yeah, that's an easy one. Because I like to get that rolled up in my backyard. It's a good game. That. Now, you said you don't like to throw shoes. It's not that I'm against it. It's it's okay. It's just not on my list. It's overrated, I'd say. What, but it's not like I wouldn't play. What about Cornhole? Are you a cor- I mean, Cornhole and shoes are a similar pres- uh, you know, a premise. You're throwing for a target. Yeah, if I had to choose, I'm going with a nice game of cornhole. I actually call it bago, but yes. Now, what is it about cornhole or bago? I'm sorry. Why did you say it like that? Is that how I say it? That's exactly. I just was, uh, you know, Josh Josh knows that once I pick up on someone's, like, dialect, I can hit it. Bago. Bago. Now, see, are you bagel or bagel? Bagel. Now, see, what are you saying? It's a bagel. Why? If you ask me for a bagel, I don't even know what I would hand you. <laughs> uh, I've got a bagel back every time I've ever asked for one. Well, that's just crazy. <laughs> I don't know what kind of places you're going to. So what is it about the cornhole that you are more adverse, yeah, that you appear to play that more, and you're more adverse to playing horseshoes? I think it's just because it's a tailgate game, and I go to like a lot of country tailgates, and like I'm just, it's just more accessible to me, so I play it more, so I'm a little bit better at it. That's all. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, it's easy to move around. You know, no, the you can play it like everywhere. You can't play horseshoes without a pit. You need grass at, at the very, at very minimal. You need grass, like a grass area. And if you have a grass lot, like if I put. Horseshoes in my backyard. My my lawn's gonna get ripped apart. So I can't. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, I can't throw shoes in the old backyard there because my lawn would just be you know ripped to shreds. You got to have a pit. You got to have to you know sand dig it out. Have the pit area. So you're right. Horseshoes is a tougher you know place. But so I have talked about and I've got approval from my girlfriend. I want to put a wiffle ball infield in my backyard. I love that. I love it. Yeah, so I'm working up the designs. Like, there has been some things. So I want to start it, you know, like in the corner of my driveway where the grass starts facing outwards and having a little base pass. Now, and- do you think that takes away from, like, hey, the tree's second base and then this shoe is first base? Like, do you like that aspect of kind of making up these weird dimensions of first base, second base? Or, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it would be fun to play in a wiffle ball stadium field concept. Well, but- I don't see, like, my backyard is very wide open. So, like, I don't have these, like, man-made, like, things that are in the way of, like, hey, that's a, a double or this is a single. That's the reason why I would consider – if it was, like, this – 
quirky thing where like, hey, that tree is a single, this tree is a double. I don't really have that. My, my backyard is kind of spread out wide enough that it's just a wide open backyard. Yeah, and, and I'm picturing. I've been in your backyard. I'm kind of picturing the way that you're you're laying this out, and I think that it will absolutely make sense. Yeah, like though there is like the way that I'm looking at it, there is some things like there's some trees that hang over way in the back there. Like if you hit that tree, maybe it's a double. You know, the other tree over there, like it's kind of quirky. It would be like uh, almost Fenway Parkish. Ooh, you know, we got the big outside trees and then they kind of shoot in a little bit in center field where it's really, really short. And then they boom, they go way out to my neighbor's area over there, like out in right center field. You know, that would be a bomb. Now, that's one thing we didn't talk about yesterday. PT brought up sometimes the dog eats the wiffle ball or the dog rips apart something. How about the fact where you're playing and, and the ball goes in the neighbor's yard in the pool or something? Now, I was anti knock on the door. I would jump the fence, grab the ball, throw it back over, and just go back to my side of the fence. Is that ridiculous? Who knocks on the door? Well, I don't know. There would be sometimes there would be a ball in my backyard. I'm like, hey, do you mind if I go back there? Yeah, go ahead, just go get it. Right? I mean, people do that. Never have I done that. Okay, well, I'm just making sure that I'm on the right side. In the history normally- of playing any outdoor game where the ball would go into the neighbor's territory, you never ask. You just like tiptoe your way onto their like driveway and you're kind of like looking around like is anybody noticing that I'm on your property right now and then you pick the ball up with just two fingers ever so slightly you pick it up and then boom you take off well see I had the fence where on my side of the fence there was like the three ledges like the good old wooden fence with the three ledges you could put your feet on and then you jump over the problem was the one neighbor didn't have that on the other side. So I had to like strategically think about, well, how am I going to get back over? A lot of muscle strength, a lot of upper, upper, uh, gotcha. You know, See, upper no, arms. My, my, our outfield home run, there was like shrubbery that was about fence high, but it wasn't actually a fence. It was just bushes. So you couldn't jump over the bushes. You actually had to go outside around the fence that was out front and then go into the neighbor's yard. But like I said before, the neighbors were shoobies. They didn't live here. They were never there. They only came down every once in a while. I mean, and they were like like real, real shoobies, where they only came down like once a month. They didn't even come down every weekend. You barely ever saw them. See, I feel like most people, not most, but there would be a lot of people sometimes annoyed with kids going in their yard. Oh, absolutely. That's See, why I you would, would be like, oh, yeah, go. You know what? Can I play? Like I would enjoy the fact that there's people outside. Well, it there's depends on your neighbor. Games. You got what do you some mean? it depends on who your neighbor is. You got a guy in his seventies with his But wife. I'm saying me personally, if when I'm the homeowner, if I see kids creeping into my yard going to get a wiffle ball, I'd applaud them. Go ahead, keep playing out there. Sure, but I mean you know. it dep- and then sometimes if it's too much, yo, can you stop hitting dingers? Can we work on some singles? That's yeah. all. Yeah, I would like to see you get out there and be like, hey, let's change this game to two-on-two football. I'm going to play steady quarterback. Exactly. I would do that. You don't think when I'm a homeowner I'm going to be doing that? Of course I am. See, I think, you know, again, when I was growing up, there was like nobody that lived on our block. It was like a very summer, uh, you know, touristy type of spot. So, like, our neighbors were never – we never had anybody there. But even when you went into like their area, even if they weren't home, you still kind of felt like tiptoe-ish. 
Oh, yeah, no doubt. Always. And as soon as you got the ball, you mentioned it. I wouldn't run with it. I'd chuck it over just to make sure we got it, and then I would run away. <laughs> right. But now that I'm thinking about it, the, the fence of the house we just bought, there's one side that's very small, and the house is up for sale next to us. I really hope we're not going to run into some problems with some kids over there. Well, one of the big things that we used to do on the conversation of, like, backyard games or, or outdoor games, which was – You'd ride your bike, and it would be like me riding my bike with my buddy on the handlebars. I never see kids riding on the handlebars anymore. Never. Never. The pegs. The pegs. We didn't have the pegs, but the handlebar ride was the way. I mean, everybody rode somebody on the handlebars, right? I'm scarred from that. But go ahead. Riding on the handlebars? Yeah, I saw my stepbrother once, full speed down a hill, fall off the handlebars, and it was hospital ugly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was bad. It was a real tough Well, watch. I know kids now. I don't know what age bracket, but they have to wear helmets on their head when they ride the bike. I would never. Well, they have to, by law. Like the, I don't know what age that cuts off at, but you have to have a helmet on up to a certain age. Huh. So I don't know what age that is, but I know that if you're a certain age, 12, I know 12-year-olds still have to wear a helmet on their head to ride the bike. That's crazy. I mean, I never wore one. I, I I wouldn't ride my bike. Yeah, I know. I agree. <laughs> I, I would not be riding my bike. No, but yeah, we would ride the guys on the handlebars, right? And we'd go up and down every street looking for a basketball. Like, up up on the um, garage. Like, they didn't so have... Would, so you would steal someone's basketball? No, 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 no. Now you see, like, people have basketball, you know, out in the street. You know, yeah. like... They didn't have that back then. If you had a basketball court at your house, it was, like, attached to your garage. You know, oh, like okay. the backboard. So you would ride up and down the street looking for an open driveway that had no car in it. And you'd just start hooping it up until the people came outside and said, Get the hell out of my driveway! Wow, I am stunned. I did not know it was to that extent. Now, I don't know if I would be satisfied if kids did that on my house. Right, That's what, I, and that's what I was going to ask you. So you seem like you're very open to letting them run on your property to get the ball, but are you down with them playing on your hoop? Well, I'll say this. In the new house we just bought, I already planned out where I am putting the basketball net. Now, the basketball net will be, as you mentioned, to the, to the left side of the house but in the street. If I came home one day from work and saw some kids shooting some hoops on that basketball court, I will be totally okay with that. You're going to put a sign up like, shoot hoops here? Yeah, yeah, I would say, listen, free. Well, not free. No, no, no. I take that back. Not free. Someone will take it. But come hang out and shoot hoops. Yeah, that's what we would do. We would get on the bike, on the handlebars, be like me and my buddy. I'd have him on the handlebars, or he'd have me on the handlebars. We'd take turns because it sucked being the guy on the handlebars. Oh, no doubt. And... You would just ride up and down streets. We knew who had the, the open places a lot, but if there was a car in the driveway, you'd have to go to the next one, and then you'd be out there playing for Tell like... Tell me you knew their work schedule, too. Like, oh, Nancy comes home at 4.47. Oh, yeah. Delavan Avenue. works at Kmart. Yeah, Franklin Avenue. We know that that guy's never home until like 5, you know? <laughs> uh, Sports Bash Live, 97.3 ESPN. Download the free 97.3 ESPN mobile app. Powered by First Bank of Seattle. They are Cape May County's lending expert banking for your everyday life at First Bank of Seattle. Find out how they can simplify your banking needs in about uh, 15 minutes from now. Ask Mike and Broads for thirty today. I'm really enjoying that segment, by the way. People have been asking some really good questions. The problem is we only get one question in because we end up going back and forth. There's nothing wrong with that at all. That's actually outstanding. 
But let's hear a word from DraftKings. UFC 250 is starting off June with the bang. And DraftKings Sportsbook and Casino, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action. You can pick one fighter per matchup, parlay fights within the card, and even bet on which round the fight will end or how it will end. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook and Casino app now and use code 973. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Uh, this text just came in, by the way. Mike, I'm 44, and when I was a kid, we had a basketball hoop behind the pool. When my dad got tired of the pool, he knocked it down, and we had a second hoop. It was just about a full court. The whole backyard was pounded into dirt. I knew every divot in that yard and which way the ball would bounce, and kids would have to, and kids have to wear helmets until 16, I believe, on a bike. Wow. I don't think I, I don't think you have to. I think 16's old. I, I'm not sure that 16's the age, but I I, I might be wrong. I couldn't yeah, imagine I, being I 16 no years idea, old and wandering I'm, around with a bike a bike helmet on. I was always jealous though of the the people who had two nets. Yeah, the they were able court, to rock like a full game. There was a court in Longport. I don't know if it's still there. It's down by the. If people on the island know what I'm talking about, there was a house on the way to the point in Longport. That had the full court, but it was like a real, it was like a half court, full court. It was like they had two nets, but the court size was only a half court, but they had one and the other like really close to each other. But you would ride your bike, and if that thing was open and there was no cars, man, it was like a party. Oh, yeah, you can do some damage with a half court, two net system, no doubt. Definitely. So I don't know if that 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 house still has it. Uh, but there was very few options for the full court out there. I want to get into this real fast. Uh, by the way, the the law, New Jersey 39-4-10-1 in New Jersey, anyone under 17 years of age that rides a bicycle must wear a safety helmet. But if you're just rocking around the neighborhood, helmet. what are the odds you're going to get caught? Does, helmet. <laughs> That's your response? you got to have a helmet. Well, I just know in your prime back then, if someone told you to wear a helmet, you'd be rocking and rolling without one throughout that neighborhood. I probably would have ride... it. You'd have it dangling uh-huh. off the handlebars. Yeah, right. I would have the helmet in my hand, and then if you just saw somebody, you would just kind of like throw it on real fast, like something. That's like exactly that, you what I do. Yeah. Uh six zero nine four zero three zero nine seven three six zero nine four zero three zero nine seven three. I want to get to these real fast. Um, the uh, NBA. Odds have been set for the bubble, uh, you know, bubble championships. I guess you can call it. Lakers, Clippers, and Bucks are the heavy favorites. So, I want to find out. All right, which of the teams have you seen the odds for this? I saw a bunch of them. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll send them over to you real fast so you can uh, go down this list. But which of these odds are, would you jump on? All right. Which of these odds would you jump on and saying, wow, those are some really good odds? You just did the DraftKings read there. If you can get these odds on DraftKings, the Lakers are 11 to 5, Clippers are 11 to 4, Bucks are 3 to 1, the Celtics are actually 12 to 1. They're the fourth best odds to win the title. The Rockets are next at 20 to 1, the Raptors are next at 25 to 1, then Denver at 28 to 1. Philadelphia is 30 to 1. 
But is there a team on there that you're like, wow, I would really jump on them? The one team that I do see here, and I would just do it for almost, all right, let's just see if KD comes back. I would throw something on the Nets. There's a report today that said he's not. Okay. Well, I would have to look into the reports exactly and see what's going on. We'll take that out. If we're taking out the, okay, what if KD comes back or not conversation, we'll take that out. It's a fair thing, but here, multiple sources tell Nets writer Anthony Puccio that Kevin Durant will not return this season. Well, I also heard Doug Peterson say Mike Groh will be the offensive coordinator, and then the next day he was canned. So, we never know. But, when I look at this, I'm surprised the Celtics are that high. But I, I, what I would do, if I'm looking for value, and I'm looking for, okay, here's a long shot, but you never really know because of this whole corona thing, I would I would look into that Houston Rockets, Toronto Raptors, Denver Nuggets type road where it's a long shot, but there's some value there. I'm not going to go all in on the Lakers or all in on the Clippers. I'd, I'd like to see some value and take a shot elsewhere. I, I, the one that I like, okay, when I saw these, I initially said 28 to 1 Denver is one that I like. Yeah, I like that too. Have I you seen too. the reports on um, Jokic? I did not. What uh, does the report say? Apparently, during this whole uh, pandemic, the guy is coming back with like a washboard abs. No way. Stop it. Yeah, apparently they're saying reports are out there that he's a 6'11", lean, mean, fighting machine, Serbian walking around. Said that he's come back with washboard abs. No way. That might take away from his game. He admitted that he wasn't in top shape when the season began, and there was concern that he put on weight during the pandemic. Instead, it sounds like uh, he has put himself into much better shape. Now, how does this change the conversation for Joel Embiid when he returns in the same shape? Well, a lot of people are concerned about what kind of shape Embiid is going to come back in, which I guess is fair. I mean, he hasn't done much. We don't know what he's been doing this entire time out. But, look, these guys haven't played since the middle of March. March, April, May. I mean, we're getting into June, July. There's going to be five months that they haven't played. But can't you just say that's essentially an off season? They've had an off season. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why I like looking at these these 28-1, to 25-1. to 1. Houston might be a little bit too much for my liking when it, when it comes to value. I don't know if there's as much there as maybe the Nuggets and the Raptors, but those are the two teams that I would seriously look at to throw some money down on. The other team that I kind of like is Portland at 125. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that because you, you mentioned to me yesterday that there might be a chance if they sneak into that eighth seed uh-huh. if there was something there. Now – so I read up a little bit more on this eighth seed, ninth seed thing. And I actually like how they played it out. You have so, to be within four games. Yes, within four games. And then the eighth seed only needs to win one game, while the ninth seed needs to win two. So, listen, if you're the eighth seed and you lose two in a row to that ninth seed team, then shame on you. Yeah, it just, it just again, feels like a manufactured way to try to look. I get it. They're trying to, and you know what? When you take a step back and realize what they're trying to do, it's a revenue generator. Oh, can no I get a play-in game, a play-in series? It's like I hate the play-in baseball games. You probably the, the like wild, them. the wild card game. Yeah, you hate the wild card games. Hate them. Well, I wish it was a series, but I get why it's there. Yeah, I get the drama. It's great drama, but again, it's manufactured drama for that. Baseball is a game predicated on a series that you have to beat 
them three times or two out of three. You, you play a series all year long, and then you get to your playoffs. It's almost like saying in the regular season in hockey, we're going to keep playing overtime until we get a winner, but when we get to the playoffs, we're going to do a shootout. I can see that comparison. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm with you where there's no reason to play 162 games, finally make the playoffs, and then go, eh, you know what, we'll just see what happens in one game. That one game could be the game where Aaron Nola stinks, or that one game could be where Aaron Nola Cy Young, and that has nothing to do with what the team really is. Right. It's not supposed to be your best pitcher beats my best pitcher, and then that means you're a better team. No, it's a series. You have to beat all of our pitchers. You have to beat my team in a series. That's what baseball is supposed to be, not this one-game thing. And that basketball is trying to like manufacture probably some sort of revenue, I would imagine. I would. I would. And I would imagine that. Adam Silver spoke yesterday, and one thing that stood out to me was – they really did not want to make this gimmicky. And he said Michael Jordan had a lot to say, and that left a lot. That that really did mean a lot to Adam Silver. I like that. The big, yeah, the big thing was let's not make it gimmicky, and that stood out to me. I like that. I'm glad that that Silver went that direction and the NBA went that direction. We'll look at the NHL odds as well. Brought to you by Matt Black Kia. They want to get you approved today. Matt Black Kia, 6211 Black Horse Bike in Egg Harbor Township. Mike Gill, Hunter Brody. We got the headlines on the way. Football at four. DeCheco has four things about the Eagles you're going to want to stick around and listen to coming up in about a half an hour from now. That's all coming up today on Football at Four. And- 0973. All right, time for the Friday headlines. Friday happy hour tonight, 530. Todd Rank is here. Friday headlines brought to you by Geico. You have a choice of ways you can save on car insurance. 800-947-AUTO, online, geico.com, or stop by the Geico office nearest you. Mike Gill, Hunter Brody, at Broads 81, headlines today. Now it's a Friday edition of the headlines. Uh, I'm interested to see as we get into the weekend here, you get the Friday news dump sometimes. Yeah, well, this one's pretty interesting because, as we know, yesterday the Board of Governors did accept the proposal, and there was only one team to not accept it, which is kind of crazy, but... The Players Union director is surprised over the proposed start date for next year, which is December 1st. So that's a quick turnaround. I mean, if the season goes to October 12th, you're talking bang right there, December 1st. So the initial reaction by the NBA Players Union director is, oh, we're surprised to see it. I was a little surprised, too. Like, I thought Christmas would be the day. Like, that had been the talk. So at least you're getting... Look, October 12th, there's only two teams still playing, which means the rest of the league, some of the league, has been off for nine months now. There's a lot of concern on the other end that those teams will not play for almost a full calendar year. I mean, nine months off from not playing is, you know, that's what, eight teams that aren't going to play for over nine months. And then a lot of other teams, they're going to be out. There's only going to be two teams playing until October, you know, early October, and they would have all October, November, and then if you played on Christmas Day... You would have almost all of December. So you would have almost three months off to kind of get ready for the next season. And that's just those last two teams that are left in the finals. Yeah, that's a great point. See, I initially thought of, well, Which the is NBA what they finals get anyway. Is, what's that? Which is what they get anyway. You Typically, the two teams in the NBA finals, they're going to go until like June 20th. All right. So you would have July, August, September, and they come back and play in mid-October. So they have right. about three and a half months. If you make it to the NBA Finals, you get about three and a half months off. 
Well, maybe that's why the NBA decided to put it where it was, where it's more about the people not playing more so than it is the people playing. But I just think you're going to see some sort of back and forth and, and not to the level of the MLB right now when it comes to this. So I don't think it'll get to that point. But um, but there will probably be some sort of discussion on moving it later. Maybe they did this strategically. Maybe the NBA decided to put out this date because they knew there might be some if they put out Christmas, let's say. Maybe he knew that there was going to be some sort of counter anyway. So if he put Christmas down, maybe they would have moved it later than that. Maybe they went with the mindset of putting December 1st. So when they do push it back, it will be around Christmas time. Well, look, the Christmas date would be the date that the Atlanta Hawks ownership group kind of threw out there as the new date to start anyway, because their whole point was, why are we playing regular season games in October, November, December up against NFL football? No one's paying attention to three months of our season. So let's just start in December when people start to pay attention to us anyway and when their sport's winding down. So that's why that Christmas Day has always kind of been like the unofficial kickoff of the NBA season. And there's some owners that say, look, let's just capitalize that. The problem has been on the other side, Broads, is the regional sports networks like NBC Sports Philadelphia would say, well, we want those games on in October and November when we have nothing else on. Right. Well, would, would they still have at that point hockey? Because hockey wouldn't would. be changing anything around. So right. They would now, at least hockey, still have that. Hockey would have the chance now to have October, November to itself. And their playoff series and their Stanley Cup finals run would be by itself, and it wouldn't have to go head-to-head with playoff basketball it'll still have basketball but it wouldn't be nba finals versus stanley cup finals it'll yeah. be stanley cup finals versus regular season hoops which gives them a little bit more to play with let me ask you a question you have a lot of hockey friends you've played hockey how many of the hockey fans are also heavy into the nba 0.5 percent right i got destroyed in my locker room, jokingly, not actually, but they would always bust my stones about loving basketball so much. Why do you love basketball so much? The hockey community, like, rips apart the sport of basketball, and I don't think that they understand it and appreciate it enough. I've been around it my whole life, Gil. They do not like it. They say, these people are tall people throwing a basketball in a hoop that they can just put the ball in. How is that fun? And I'm like, you do not understand the beauty of the sport, then, if that's all you see. Because right. I can say that about hockey. You're putting a puck in a net. Woohoo. Right? You can well, be simple some, about it. There's somebody patrolling the net. Well, yeah, but in basketball, okay, you're seven foot. The guy you're banging bodies with in the low post is seven foot. Yeah, I know. I get it. I'm just saying, but like, so my point to the question was. If hockey's up against basketball, how many cross fans do they really have? Most okay, hockey no, fans are hockey fans, and basketball fans are basketball fans. I don't think that there's a lot of percentage that are both. Well, how about this? Maybe not the hockey fans being basketball fans, but what about the basketball fans that do enjoy the casual hockey? Now they might get a chance to check in on the hockey rather than not at all because it's NBA postseason. Now there's more of a chance to maybe tune into the Stanley Cup because, yeah, they're casual fans, but it's playoff hockey. I know a lot of guys that really love basketball and love hockey, but not so much the hockey fans that like basketball, if that makes sense. Right, I would be basketball first, hockey you know, Exactly, secondary. yeah, there's plenty of people like you more than there is diehard hockey fans that also love basketball. Now I got some news for you. 
the Ohio governor is letting fans attend the PGA Memorial Tournament next month in Ohio. Does that get you excited at all? Of course it does. I mean, why wouldn't it? Now, I'm sure that there's some sort of restrictions involved, maybe how many people can be there. I wonder if there's, there's, you know how when you go into CVS or Walgreens or Wawa, they have the tape six feet away, tape six feet away. Is there going to be something like that going down all of the course? It says... It's official. Thanks to state approval and support from PGA Tour, patrons will be permitted to attend the 45th edition of the Memorial. More details coming soon regarding protocols designed to promote the health and safety of all who will be on site at this year's tournament. So there is no definitive yet, but I would have to say, if you're a sports fan, that should be the first of like, okay, there's a possibility. And that's when I go back to the baseball thing. What's to say that there's not a possibility that fans can enter the stadium in September, in October, in some fashion? When is this golf event? I'm the one who found the story. Now I can't find the date. Um, <laughs> the memorial is July 16th through the 19th. Okay, It'll be the wow. first so time since March away. 12th there will be a group of more than 100 people together in Ohio. Now, it's interesting you brought that up because last night Bleacher Report put out a video of Trey Young playing in an Oklahoma league last night. And this place was packed. The gym was absolutely packed. So many people in there. And now everyone's questioning, how is it that there's so many people watching Trey Young play in this Oklahoma league last night? I saw the story that Trey Young lit it up in a full arena last, or full gym yesterday, and I was like, when is this story from? It, it, it Bleacher Report literally says right here, Trey Young played in the Oklahoma Skins League last night. I mean, if Bleacher Report's putting that out, then, I mean, I would assume it happened last night. No, no, I definitely, I definitely think it was like, by the way, so last night I'm flipping through the channels. Did you see there was a baseball game on ESPN last night that was live? Was it KBO? No, it was the College Summer Baseball League in Texas. I did not see that, but I was watching a little bit of 2019 Duke versus... Man, now I can't even remember exactly what the two teams were. It was, oh, Duke versus Notre Dame, some college softball late last night. No, this was, this was live last night. It was a doubleheader. It was the Collegiate Summer Baseball League in Texas. There was nobody in the stands. But it was a live game that was on last night. It was on, I would have to say, I turned it on around 11.30, 11.45. I watched the, the ninth inning. And the interesting part about it was there was all these rules, like if it was tied after the 10th inning, that they were going to have a home run derby, and they didn't know what the what the rules of the derby actually were. So they were kind of hoping that it went to the derby because they had no idea. And then that game ended. They had a half-hour preview of a, like the MLB draft, and then they were having a second game on at midnight, like a midnightish last. So night. this had no ties to NCAA, though. It was the, I believe it was the like, national. I didn't know if maybe if, if it was some sort of tournament with college players, but it wasn't associated with the NCAA itself. Because um, for some reason, I feel like you can't have any sort of NCAA sports occurring right now because all these schools no, are No, this was down. not. It was the Summer Collegiate Baseball League. The C, uh, they had it on their jerseys. It was Summer Leagues formed for prep college players after Silent Spring. It was on ESPN television last night. I was watching the game, and I'm like, is this live? And it had live up in the corner, which could be watermarked from when it was live. But no, it was 
in fact, when you hit info, it'll say repeat or live. It said live. And the guy was saying, like the announcer, he's like, this is the first live baseball game in the States. Now, this is what's crazy. If they can do that right now, that means the MLB can absolutely be doing that right now. No, no? question. It's All right, Josh just sent me the story. The college baseball tournament, the collegiate summer baseball invitational in Bryan, Texas. It's a three-day, four-team collegiate baseball. ESPN2 will televise two games Thursday night. Games on Friday and Saturday are pay-per-view. Now, that's really dirty. You, you're not paying for that? No. Come on. I can see you paying for that. I can't believe they're charging you for that. That's dirty. Was it bad baseball? No. I mean, it was – I saw like an inning. I mean, a half of an inning. I'm kidding. I don't think anybody realistically would be purchasing that unless they had a family member playing in the game. The players, coaches, umpires, and other event staff arrived in Bryan on Monday. They were tested for coronavirus. They are being quarantined in a hotel through Saturday and allowed outside only to go to and from the ballpark. The players were split into four teams. They are mostly Division I schools, but junior colleges and NAIA schools are also represented. Among the coaches are former major leaguers LaTroy Hawkins and Drew Sutton. Huh. Well, how about it? Well, listen, the only thing this tells me is the MLB should have their product on the field. Now, listen, I understand, too, though, that with the MLB, you're not staying in one location like they are, and there's a lot more moving around and traveling and hotels than a bubble in Bryant, Texas. So I'm not acting as if it's the same. Here's the problem. Texas has been one of the states that is having a big spike in coronavirus. I saw that. I know this has been lost in the sauce because of what else is going on right now, but 25 states had a spike in coronavirus. Well, there's two ways to look at it. Well, we understand that the protesting has a lot of people together and not really... Yeah, but those numbers won't come out until later. These are the Memorial Day numbers from everybody out and about for Memorial Day. Well, the question I was going to bring up was... Is it the fact that there's more tests, which makes it more people are testing positive, or sure. are more people getting it? Probably a little bit of both. I'm sure there's people screaming at the, the radio right now, like, oh, that's because, you know, yeah, there's probably more people taking tests, but that's been the whole point of getting the test at a more convenient fashion so that these numbers would have been higher back in February, March, and could have been already taken care of. Instead, people couldn't get tested and now are just getting tested, and then now the numbers are going back up. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't. I, I hate to uh, admit it, but I am starting to almost forget about it. And it naturally, it's not like I'm trying to do this, but naturally, it does seem like it's kind of getting swept under the rug a bit for me. And I'm sure that's not a good thing, but that's just the way I personally feel about it right now. I think it's a lot of people like that. Yeah, and and why do you think that is? Because there's maybe other things. Weather, yeah, other things happening around the world that I'm focused on way more is probably another reason, but. I don't know. I mean, it just seems as if I just watched that video of the gym. Trey Young in this gym. I've seen people protesting. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm very comfortable with where I am right now, not thinking about it, though. Um, Here's the thing. If they're playing these random college baseball games in empty play, and by the way, what did we say about the high-fiving and all that stuff that Major League Baseball member part of it was the – Proposal said no high-fiving, no spitting sunflower seeds. They won the game last night. What was the first thing that happened? Did they high-five? The whole team comes across the infield, boom, 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 right through the line. Every single guy high-fived everybody. 
Well, how about that? They probably went in the dugout, though, and used some sand, uh, hand sanitizer, though, don't you Possibly think? right afterwards, but same as the normal. When the game was over, they got the final out. It was a ground ball to short, threw it over first, bang, bang, play. Umpire punched them out, and they all came in. Outfielders, high five of the infielders, going through the line, the bench coming out. I mean, it was seamless. It was just like a... You know, like you would watch every single day. Like, you're not going to stop people from high-fiving and handshaking. Well, I guess it seems like I'm not the only one that feels the way that I do because those baseball players sure are not worried about it. I wonder if anybody out there listening watched those games last night. I was, like, perplexed. I was like, is this a live baseball game going on? As much as I try and get into these events, and I know I was joking when the KBO came out saying I was going to watch all the time, games like that, games like the 2019 softball game that I was watching as well, it's not something I can really dive into for nine innings. I can't do it for KBO. I can't do it for whatever game you just mentioned. I just can't. But when it's when it's normal life and the MLB season's going on and I tune on the MLB network at 10 o'clock at night and it's Angels versus Mariners, I'm all in. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the fact that I know that it's the MLB. Now, did you see this article from – I'm sorry. Did you? I, I didn't want to interrupt some of your other headlines, but did you see this article this morning from Jeff Passan? On the ESPN website? Yeah. Yes, I did. About the financials and how they're fighting over essentially peanuts? Yep. Makes you sick to your stomach. It really does. It really does. Yeah, I've been... Jeff Passan is the guy that I go to when it comes to this baseball stuff. He, he seems to be on the trigger pretty quick here, and it's... He says, at its disturbing. core, MLB and MLBPA remain in a stalemate keeping baseball from returning. At its core, it's a fight over pennies on the dollar it's myopic it is unnecessary and it has solutions at espn i look at baseball's problems and find the necessary compromise i don't see the union doing much here i think what's going to happen is they are going to settle for that 48 game season because i I think this is what I, i really think is happening the players union won't give in and will not allow the owners to technically win on their terms. So with that being said, even if they still think they're getting screwed, just because the optics of it makes it look different, they will be satisfied with that 48-game season because it's not like they put their hands up and said, all right, owners, you win. It's more of, well, Manfred had to step in and told us what to do. So it looks different from that perspective. So it's not like the union is saying, hey, the owners, they won. Now they're saying, well, the league stepped in and did this. Right. Well, and again, it goes back to, are you doing this because you want to go out there and play baseball, or are you doing this for money? And it sounds like right now they are doing this be- more because they want to make money. And that's Is that not wrong, though. It's not wrong, but, I mean, again, it goes back into a time where there that's are... That's context matters. Right. There are options on the table to make money and play in a year where everything is unconventional anyway, and you're still trying to make it conventional. You're still trying to make it like it's supposed to be when it's not. That's the problem I have. There's a lot of problems that I have. And the problem that the NBA might have is older coaches. And is it possible that they might not be able to be on the bench when the season returns? Returns. Adam Silver is pondering if older coaches should be allowed to be on the bench. Now, I heard him say this last night, but then I heard that they kind of reeled that back because so many of the coaches had pushback. 
And I think that makes a lot of sense because how are you going to tell a team their coach cannot be involved in a playoff game, in a playoff run because of his age? How could you do that? Yeah, I, I, I think that he silver said that and then immediately was like, huh, I probably am going to have to pull back on that because right off the bat, like Dwayne Casey, I think, came out. Rick Carlisle came out. Like there was some people saying like, no, this is this isn't fair. It's not fair, but is it reasonable to at least... And this this kind of dates back to what I said yesterday about Adam Silver when we were talking about those silly home court advantage stuff. I just feel Adam Silver thinks about what he is doing way more than other people around leagues and commissioners. When he puts together a game plan, I feel like there is a reason why he comes up with it. He's all business. He's well, not trying to beat around the bush with stuff. And and the NBA Coaches Association President Rick Carlisle, who's also the Mavericks coach, said, I just spoke to Adam Silver and he admitted that he jumped the gun with his statement on TNT. The health and safety of our coaches is first and foremost. It's entirely possible that an NBA coach in his 60s and 70s could be... Uh, what else is the rest of this? Could be dot dot dot. <laughs> um, healthier than someone in their 30s or 40s. The conversation should never be solely about a person's age. Adam assured me that we would work through this together to help determine what is both safe and fair for all of our coaches. What I love to hear there is how Adam Silver spoke to him about the situation. If this was baseball, it's not going to be that way. I love the fact that he can literally sit down with everyone and have a real conversation, a professional conversation to figure things out. And you know what? With Roger Goodell in the NFL, it's not that way. With Gary Bettman, it's not that way. With Manfred, it's not that way. There's something to be said about the way Adam Silver connects with the rest of the league to get stuff done. Well, and that's, again, the basketball uh, we were talking with people earlier when this all first went down back in March, which was they took a lot of pride that they were the one. Now, I think it was unfair to suggest that they were, you know, the big bully in the room. It took a guy getting coronavirus to stop their season. They wouldn't have stopped the season if, if um, who was the guy from the Jazz? Uh, Gobert didn't get coronavirus. They would have kept playing. But they took a lot of pride that they were the first one to shut it down, and then everybody else followed them. Yeah, absolutely. And that they I, wanted I, to be the ones that kind of were the flag bearers in coming back the right way. And I think that they're doing that, no doubt about it. I, I really like that their structure so far, just the way that they are uh, that they're handling this. But let's go to some college basketball. And Oklahoma State was given a one-year tournament ban. So we'll keep it in the Big 12, you West Virginia fan. You, uh, They will have a one-year ban for a level one violation involving a former associate head coach who was sentenced in June 2019 to three months in prison for accepting between 18000 to 22000 in bribes to steer players from South Carolina and Oklahoma State to certain agents. So, look, we know that there's things that go down in college basketball, and I think that there's going to be a lot more that happens. Uh, ironically enough, Rick Patino just landed a, another gig. He's going to Iona, which is ironic due to everything that happened in his past. What does that mean for Oklahoma State? Probably not a bunch, considering they're not some powerhouse team, but what is your thought on how the NCAA is operated when it comes to this. Like, we all know it's happening, right? So do we just continue to pretend, ah, oh, it's just happening, or does something need to be truthfully done about it? 
Well, what's the he got a, the the program got a one year penalty, but what did he get? Well, the last three months he's been in prison. All right, well that's something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the program is on three years probation and banned from a postseason tournament next season. So they can't play. I would imagine in the Big Twelve tournament. They can't play in an NIT. They can't play in an NCAA. Look, I mean, this is so hard because every school is doing something. Every oh, school. No doubt. And no the doubt. answer, even if you paid the players, this is still going to happen with the agents trying to slime their way in. It's going to be worse, I think, because you can pay people through their likeness and, and air quotes with the likeness because I don't really know what that means fully. So they will just find ways to pay those people through their likeness. It's just a big loophole at this point. Yeah, I mean, them trying to find ways to basically get around these schools getting in trouble, it sounds like. Let's try to find a way that we don't have to keep police in this. Yeah, people, exactly. See, people are trying to look at it from the other way, where oh, it's great for the players. It, it, <laughs> I think they got people brainwashed, is what the NCAA does, they're, they're, is what they're doing. They're brainwashing the public, thinking, look, we will pay them. That's what you want. But at the end of the day, it's saving their rear end. Yeah, it's one less hassle that they have to pay attention to. Now, what if West Virginia had a playoff? Oh, How oh, invested oh, would wait you a be? It's one less thing that they have to pay attention to all while being able to keep putting money in their own pockets. Because they're saying, we don't have to pay you with the income from college athletics, but we'll let you go make money in some other capacity if you find it somewhere. There there was some ridiculous rules, though. I mean, I remember the story about this kicker, and I forget what team he was on, but he had a YouTube channel. And on his YouTube channel, he would punt, and he would kick, and he would teach people how to do it. But he was making a decent amount of money on YouTube, and he had to actually choose between playing D1 college football or playing that. I think I, I don't saw know that if story. it was D1 or not, but college football in general. And he had to choose. And, I mean, that's just sad that he couldn't have a YouTube channel. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. It's a very flawed system, but we love it. Now, going back to the West Virginia thing, if West Virginia had a playoff ban for their basketball team, how invested would you be in that season? Do you think it would be really tough to watch those games? Yeah. Yeah? Yep. You, you wouldn't be able to do it, or do you think you still would? Uh, Can't envision myself getting into it. Not at all? Nope. Wow. I mean, all right. It's one of those things where it's like I know there's no, there's nothing at the end. That was UCF kicker Donald De La Hoya, by the way. Okay, so it was De La Hay. I I didn't know if it was D3 or D1. Yeah, no, UCF. I mean, that's... Yeah, it's a big program. They were the national champions a couple years ago. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that, really? It says it on their shirts. No, come on. You're one of those? I'm just telling you, they have t-shirts that said national champions. Oh, sure. I mean, I know they had T-shirts, but that doesn't mean they're... I can make a T-shirt that says, I'm a national champion. Does oh, that I'm make saying he was on a team that wasn't like some half-assed team. He was on a national champion. You're, you're kidding me. Football at four on the other side.